Hey guys, welcome to the Connection Project podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Lauren. And together, we are bringing humanity together through conversation. Because together, we are stronger. This next episode is going to be mind-blowing and we are super grateful to have you join us. How good's living, Lauren? Booyah! Hello guys and welcome back to episode 6 of the Human Connection Project podcast. So glad to have you guys here today and I am super grateful to be joined by the one and only uh, Darren Bruce, a man of many hats, uh, a good friend that I was, uh, I've had the privilege of knowing for a, a, quite a some time now and I think today is going to be some value that's going to be added to our clients and our listeners and our community that's going to be immeasurable but without stealing the limelight and doing the introduction for him. Darren, tell, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you get up to. Uh, well, firstly, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate you, you having me here. Um, uh, a bit about myself. Um, I think the best way to describe it is that I, I help people um, have the conversation that they want to have uh, and do it easily and effortlessly. You know, the people I work with, um, you know, whether that's someone who's providing a service in a, in a business and they want to be able to you know, enrol the people who they love to help or it might be, um, you know, someone with a significant person in their life who they might be having a challenge with um, and they just want to create a drama-free experience and, you know, they might not know what to say or how to say it or even just to commit to actually saying it. That's um, that's really what I do. Um, We've got a dog breaking into the in. podcast in. studio. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now I'm getting licked on the face. <laughs> we'll keep rolling and he'll exit eventually. You can hang out um, here. Yes. Right. Uh, so you mentioned in there one thing that I, uh, I really value that you share a lot on social media is the relationship aspect. I know a lot of our listeners uh, could themselves be going through a, a bit of a dark time at the moment or they could be a support network for others and they find it hard sometimes on how to start these conversations. Uh, not so much the topic of mental health but just that really deep one-on-one conversation can be quite hard for, for some people sometimes, a lot of the time, unfortunately. As someone who works heavily in this space around relationships and I know that you you were the first to say the relationship doesn't always have to be you know the, the person you're you know, laying next to her every night. Um, we have relationships with everyone, whether it's a relationship with our barista or um, with our loved one. What's something that you would suggest is a really good starting point for these conversations? Um, I think like every single, like whenever anyone has come to me and started to tell me about, you know, the conversation that they're having a challenge to have or what's going on in, in a personal professional relationship, it's always then started with the conversation with themselves of actually experiencing that same conversation and really what they want the other person to uh, do or say themselves. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you have an issue with something you want to say to someone you don't know what to say, you know, or you don't know how to say it, then I'll be asking myself, you know, well, uh, when I've been feeling the same way that I might see that person feeling, well, what, like how has that affected me and how has that showed up for me and how has that affected others as well? Because all these questions are really like a radical process of starting to see through that person's eyes and, and walk and, you know, start to walk in their shoes. Um, and that's what allows you to get outside of yourself uh, and actually start to really 
empathize with the other person because really what I see the main problem that's stopping someone from having that conversation is really about telling the truth. And and I don't think that's anyone's fault. I think we haven't been taught how to tell the truth and or maybe a little bit of the truth but not the whole truth, you know. So how's it how's it affecting you? How's it affecting others? What's the cost? How many hours per day is it costing you? How like how many hours of sleep are you losing? Um and how many hours are you thinking about it instead of actually being aware of how you feel. I mean, I used to say to myself, uh, you know, when I had all these problems that I was numb on the inside. Me and my best buddy used to joke about it in our 20s. And I mean, no one's numb on the inside. We all have uh, these feelings, but we're just not aware of how like, how we actually feel. <laughs> so to actually say that is is really just by default denying that we feel anything, whether that's, you know, some pain or some pleasure and I don't even think the process, the whole purpose is to get completely out of pain. It's actually to harmonize pain and pleasure together to realize that it's actually a natural experience and, you know, if you feel like crying is a bad thing or something like that, I would ask you, who taught you that, you know, and I feel like that's really what it's all about. We've got a a dog trying to enter again. again. So, yeah, you... You know, it's about starting to tell the truth and, and actually realizing how how much is that is that costing you and really getting clear and understanding that. And then when you start to to become aware of like the actual effect it's having on you and others and that, that real cost, then you start to focus on what do you really want to experience instead? Are you actually even focusing at all on what you really want to experience instead or do you keep saying, oh, I don't want this person to be angry or sad um, or I don't want them to keep saying this and and that's just a repeating cycle of they keep being angry or sad and, because there's no focal point on what you actually want to experience instead. So then start getting clear on that, you know, how would that affect you? How would that affect others if, if you start to experience what you want to instead and start to paint yourself a, a clear vision. But I find that like that doesn't happen until you actually tell the truth, like I said, really just you know, sit there. And the, the beautiful thing about this is that if you listen to this, you don't even need to have someone else there to do this. Like ask yourself these questions and actually be honest and write it down. Don't just think about it, like write it down and become aware and be able to have a look on a piece of paper at like really what's going on for you and where you're at right now and where you want to be. And I find that like whenever someone really tells the, the whole truth, they really want to start moving towards um, positive action. And the big thing for me, I think what I really want people to do um, is to, you know, either inspire, enroll or impact people. That's, those are the three things for me, you know. And, and I know firsthand that like I can't do that unless I'm doing that as well. Uh, so... If you wanted to do one of those three things, then ask yourself like, how can I be inspired? How can I enroll myself? Because that's what really telling the truth is about. And then how can I impact myself, you know? And I feel like if you're being like that, then then this natural change starts to kind of emanate from you around people. And, and doing that and being able to tell yourself the truth actually starts to make you aware that, oh, wow, I actually feel better because I allow myself to feel that pain or maybe the person that's looking at me that I'm looking at and, 
and they're feeling angry or sad or something, maybe just me just sitting there and actually listening to them, not actually doing anything and just being calm and relaxed and like because I realize that pain's okay, maybe that person will just learn by observation of me and I don't actually need to do or, or say anything. And here's a tip in relationships. We, when a woman tells us something and they say they need to say 40,000 words a day, they actually don't want the man to say anything in reply and response. All they're doing is just expressing the energy that's building up in their body every day because you know men learn how to physically express that, you know, war fighting we've got that that physical outlet but that wasn't part of um you know the generations before in women so all they had was you know that's physical expression through through the words that they speak so there's a lot of words that they gotta get out every day and i think as men we kind of think you know we're problem solvers um you know we might be the tradesmen even even more you know my dad was a builder and he was building homes and i think for a long time i was trying to you know he was fixing homes and he was multi-talented, man of many hats, like you said. And I think um, I was treating humans like like homes, like like things needed to be fixed and taps needed to be turned off. But you know, one's broken, right? It's all about what what haven't they learned yet? You know, what's that lesson from the pain that they've experienced, uh, and, and how can they then use that? Um, and I think something I want to say as well about like the whole purpose of relationship is just something that's so. It was a real turning point for me. It was like that moment that that made me realize like all of the problems that I'd had previously when it came to relationships and I'm talking about like a personal relationship now, like your significant other, that it's not even about you, you know. It's about what you can care for and grow and contribute back to all of us as a, as a community together, whether that be a person or that's a business or it's a plan or it's a pet, you know, these are all the things that um, – makes a relationship succeed if we if there's not something that we can parent together that's the whole purpose of relationship that we we grow that thing by its observation of our development to become independent so independent that we don't need anyone else however we can still support each other when needed because we're not an island right so we're still gonna require that what yeah but we openly do that it's not like we you know we we desperately need that dependence and only one person is receiving that, but we're, we're okay by ourselves. And then we say, hey, I'm feeling this. And that's the beauty of my relationship with my wife this morning. said, I just want to talk to you about how I'm frustrated and, you know, I made a mistake. I apologize. And we had the ability to do that. Whereas that's what I see, like that cost me so much pain, so many hours, so much time, so much energy, um, not knowing how to have that conversation, like, just remember all throughout my 20s like so desperately trying to figure out how to be interesting to to women and from that aspect of a personal relationship that you know I was really alone and and sad many many nights like when I was in my room just by myself not realizing that that wasn't because I didn't have a person next to me it was because I, I didn't even have a relationship with myself like I didn't even know how to have that conversation with my myself of whether it's how do I trust myself um, and therefore how do I connect myself because a big mistake that I observe is like so many people, especially people who are so driven by wanting to connect with others and we're on the connection podcast, aren't we? <laughs> Human Connection Project Podcast. I think um, the big problem there is that like I say, if if connection was a home, then then trust would be the foundational 
concrete slab beneath it that actually supports it. And so I think many, many people really excited and focused on connection um, can miss that and think that when they're not getting that back from someone or they might get some negative negative words or actions back from, from someone else that they think that that has nothing to do with them whereas they just don't know how to build trust. They don't know how to have that conversation and, and communicate in a way in which someone might feel safe and you've got to remember that we're dealing with 8.5 billion different worlds that are all seeing through their own world and and I think one of the biggest lies in society and one of the, another big turning point for me is in the last year or so realising that we're all taught to treat others how we want to be treated and that is like the killer of empathy and compassion yeah. because if we don't treat others how they want to be treated then we're completely denying what's important to them first and so if I'm then to do that and I'm all excited and wanting to connect with someone and I don't realise, oh, I think things that they're interested in or that are important to them are actually different to, to me. So I've like, from their perspective, they've started hearing and seeing this person who's completely different to them and they just don't feel safe enough to then engage. And that's kind of like starting to realise that like what you're, like the communication you're receiving, like you play a part in that, but you're just not consciously aware yet of how you're playing a part in that. And, you know, that's the challenge of conversations and, and communicating of, of, you know, having that flexibility of anyone who's in front of you, um, how to still make them feel like they can trust you. And, and you know, obviously we're talking about – was talking about mental health just before we, we jumped on the podcast, yeah, and obviously that kind of person feels a lot more unsafe than – someone else who might just just be a bit more relaxed like you and I having a conversation now um, because of what's going on for them, what they're not telling the truth about or talking about and sort of holding in and pushing pushing down. So there's uh, a lot more tactics and, and strategy involved in talking to that kind of person. So uh, we can help them help them change and, and accept themselves and, and be comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, there was so many powerful points in that conversation uh but one thing i really wanted to touch on that you said at the beginning is how what do what does someone want to experience when you're when you're having this connection with them so whether it is being talking to your loved one or it's talking to someone else you that empathy model of what do they want to experience out of this conversation rather than as you've rightly said as society is telling us we have to treat people how we'd like to be treated and in the schools that we talk to that's the motto that so many teachers are pushing and it's not it's not essentially wrong I guess from the teacher's point of view but as a society I think it's a a big fault that we're having at the moment is this model of uh, treating others because how I want to be treated by someone is completely different to yourself Darren that might be completely different to Sarah and etc and I think we're trying to sort of throw this blanket over society and be like this is how we should treat people uh, this is how we should talk to people etc etc when you know, if we were just to look at different uh, cultures even or different religions, everyone has to be treated so differently. And like you said, those that are suffering from mental health, there's uh, there's so many more barriers that we have to cross through. And as someone who employs uh, a lot of people that are going through their own mental health battles, it's something that we've found the easiest way to break through the barriers is to lead with uh, our principle. We have a uh, principle of ELE, 
uh, at Human Connection Project, which is empathy, which you've just spoken to then, and putting yourself in, in someone else's shoes that's going through something. Uh, love is the second one and, and not the sort of love that you share between, you know, you and your spouse, but the, the sort of love where, you know, uh, something as simple as holding a door open for someone as they walk through it. And then the last one that we find the most powerful is the empowerment uh, model. So uh, what's a really great example is someone might be going through something uh, and you don't have to sit there and solve it for them. I don't have to give you the equation on how to uh, come out of this dark space. But just the thought of you knowing that I'm sitting next to you as you work it out for yourself is uh, is our most powerful uh, principle we have as human beings, I believe. And what's your thoughts around that area? How to help someone empower themselves? The model of empowerment. So as someone that you work with a lot of, uh, you work with a lot of athletes as well, with a lot of business owners, etc. You've got to empower the athletes to they want to do their own training. You've got to empower the the business owners that they want to put in the uh, I guess the processes that you build alongside them. And um, the one that we spoke off off air about is the most powerful to me. Is you you need to empower that spouse going in a, into a relationship to to do the things that are going to make it stronger. How do you how do you find the best method to empower someone rather than just going this is what I think you should do. Go do it. I just want to say like everything that creates growth, love and education, it always comes back to that. But more specifically, um, I think re- understanding what a result is is so critical and it's it's not taught. Um, I mean, I've only recently discovered it from, from one of my mentors the last couple of years and we talk about, you know, I, I look out into all of these people with such incredible intentions to help mental health, um, people improve their, their mental health. And firstly, I just want to touch on a couple of things, like even just the, the way in which we describe it, in my opinion, must change. Like to say that people are suffering from mental health, that actual statement is to describe that something is outside of themselves and that they don't have the ability to change it. But if they can discover uh, and understand, and this is where, you know, coming back to telling the truth, all of us telling the truth of, of the pain that we're actually in, because I don't just think that people who say they have a mental health problem are in pain. I think everyone's in pain. I think we're a, we're a world who's in pain and we think that that's a bad thing or that's a wrong thing, whereas we don't realize that that can be useful as well and we don't know how to use it and we don't realize that that can just be, you know, the teacher that was coming along with a lesson that's just passing through our body and understanding why why is that pain happening why does anger happen for example you know it's a kinesthetic response in the body to let you know that what is important to you has actually been stepped over it's been stepped over the the personal line in the sand that you have and that yes that's metaphorical but you actually feel that right it's the same as if someone says, oh, I feel stuck. Okay, you're not stuck. You can, you can walk, right? Presuming someone can walk. But that metaphor becomes reality for them. So understanding um, is a huge step. Um, but yeah, the, the methods is understanding result. I think that's such an important understanding. So when we're talking about mental health and people going out and, and speaking and saying, oh, I feel so much better because... Um, you know, we're having these conversations, got to realize that a result is an event or a number. So for business owners, or it might be someone who wants to lose weight, it's a financial amount, it's, you know, it's a body weight. But then the event is what happened, what was happening, 
and what's happened now. And that only comes from a physical action, you know? So I think even just from talking about things, like I feel so good talking to you about this right now, having this conversation, feel we've got trust and connection and flowing. But until I actually, like if I learn something from this experience, until I actually then go and have a new event with that information and I do that by physical action, then I haven't actually created anything new. It's kind of like we're living on this. If you imagine that, you know, when we're thinking, it's like a mental plane, like a, like a level that we're living on. We don't live in the mental plane, like we live in the physical plane on that physical level. And we kind of, we're trying to trick ourselves into thinking, oh, you know, I had this conversation or I talked about this and I believe in myself again. So I feel really good. And then we don't actually take that down onto the physical level, put our feet on the ground and start taking one fucking step at a time. (laughs) Swearing a bit passionate about this. But, But that's what I see is a big, big problem when people want to make impact and I myself as a as a mentor now I've seen myself get sucked into someone else's story about how oh I feel so much better thank you so much and I'm like you haven't done anything you didn't actually get a new result because we think that a result is feeling better it's so important it's like the number one first important thing to actually feel appreciation and joy and act from that that feeling I mean that can cost priceless amounts of time money and energy and then you must take that feeling to actually put it into action and i think that begins with i think that begins with especially if we want to talk about worst case scenario for someone who feels like they have little hope or no hope that it's one action a day you know i've got a i've got a, a woman that i'm i'm training at the moment i had a call a couple of weeks ago and there's two important lessons here um you know she shared with me I'm, I'm not going to share personal details but just think of the worst things that could possibly happen to her and the worst thing that she could possibly think of doing she's they've both uh happened and she just she cried and the first lesson is i was just present with her i didn't say anything in response and she was she was crying and, and sharing all this information with me for about an hour and then she said I'm so sorry, you know, you, you probably don't want to listen to this and, and I really made her aware that I'm not judging you. There's no, I don't believe there's any right or wrong. There's, there's no good or bad to this. I'm just, uh, I'm just calmly listening to what you have to say and I appreciate you sharing and telling the truth and, you know, making her aware after that that I said what you've actually done is just release some of the energy that your body is holding on to and it's just trying to, to get it out and you've been taught that that's something to hold into, hold on to, and that can be a huge cause of of what perpetuates this this pain. Like the pain's okay, but then the perpetuated pain is that suffering that doesn't have to happen if we know how to how to change it and understand it. So, and she felt so much better, and she said, you know, been to counselor, psychologist, I've, I've never felt this good after, you know, because we kind of get sucked in that story and we're just talking about all the negative things. But I just let her be herself and. It's such a powerful thing to me. And um, uh, the second lesson there is that she's taking action and it started with one thing and she actually got results. You know, and she started to say, oh, I feel better. This is awesome, like I said. But then, you know, we've been talking most days and she's starting to take action. She's just, 
she was about to declare bankruptcy. She just got a job. Friends were telling her to declare bankruptcy. She's like feeling more joy. She's painting again, all these things. And it's because I understand that, that result concept of, of what it truly is. Then she can just start to implement that one tactic per day. And she, you really like, you know, if self-confidence is like a snowball, that's, you know, the first push downhill, right? Yeah. And you just build that that momentum and that's and that's really and the other thing i see is that i see like awesome mentors people once again who are doing great things saying great things but they also say um don't say you've got this you just need to take action i think that's also missing that part of empathy where a lot of they don't realize that someone to just say to someone you can actually do this like you've survived all this so far that is the beginning of them to actually realize that okay maybe i could just do that one thing and maybe that one thing becomes another thing the next day another thing the next day that can completely make them realize that you can do a, a 180 degree turn to where, what you're looking at right now i think people uh so often forget to look back and see what they've already got through um so i'm the same we've got um a young a young lady we work with and again not disclosing anything, but she is is someone who's got through so much in her life, through her childhood, through her young adulthood, uh, and now as you know, she's going through that sort of middle age period, where every roadblock she and and most of society now hits is they forget and they go, oh, this is too hard, I can't push through this, and you or simply have to remind them, or hopefully remind themselves to, if you look back on what you've achieved over the last twenty years and how many roadblocks you've had to push through, this one roadblock isn't isn't the end, and it's that point where we hear the word burden so often in the in the mental health space is when uh, you know when suicide does happen. Uh, we hear a lot of talk about, you know, uh, they felt like such a burden on society and that's, I think, one of the biggest issues we have at the moment because at the end of the day, uh, those that are suffering from mental illness and the difference to us of mental health to mental illness is everyone has to deal with their mental health but only a, you know, a certain few and the statistics aren't good are going to deal with their mental illness throughout their life. Uh, and those that are going through the mental illness, they're not broken, as you said earlier, they've just got things in their life that aren't being met and whether it is human connection on the on you know the human connection project or it is this chemical imbalance where they need to uh, get a little bit of a serotonin booster i use the analogy all the time if you've got an old car darren sitting in your driveway a 19 um, i don't know cars for the life <laughs> you know, of me, me a 1912 <laughs> holden if they were made in 1912 <laughs> but a maybe very mr. old Ford, holden. maybe mr ford <laughs> a very old car sitting in your driveway it hasn't been started in some time. The engine's still in fantastic nick. The body itself is in perfect nick, but the battery is dead. It can't start. You're going to have to charge, uh, plug the uh, the battery into the wall, into a charging unit, charge the battery up, and then as long as you keep the maintenance going on the car, the car's going to keep running. And this is what we're we're seeing in humans these days: is their serotonin, their body has forgotten how to produce serotonin because of you know one thing or another whether it is a, a chemical imbalance or it is something that they're missing in their life uh, and what we're doing is we're just becoming reliant on these new uh, on these antidepressants it's like every time you finish driving your car you don't have to plug it back into the wall and charge the batteries as long as you get that battery charged back up you train your body uh, to how to produce these serotonin levels again and then you keep your oil checks you know you keep your services going uh, we can continue to get out of it but what we're seeing now is people 
Uh, and we definitely don't advise people to stop taking them, but we see people taking antidepressants for four, five, six years uh, down the track. And it's, we're getting into this loophole where our body eventually, uh, and science will, will back us up, our body will forget to produce serotonin, similar to if, if someone is on testosterone or steroids for a long period of time and they stop, their body forgets to take steroids. So I think what you talk about is so important. We do need to get this empathy model as a society right, stop treating people how we want to be treated and start treating them how they want to be treated different languages and sitting next to someone like you sat next to this lady uh, and just listen to her vent and same as you I could I could go on about it all day it's something we're both very passionate about just sitting next to someone as they vent they decipher and they distill their own solution is the most powerful thing we can do as human beings and I think if we all took that approach whether it be something so small and trivial or it might be something life-changing in their life it has to be the same approach across the board because to us it might seem trivial but to them it's the complete opposite um and uh now wary of time i wanted to give you the opportunity uh the opportunity to just leave your most powerful piece of advice that you've ever either received or given i know you've been in the space of mentoring and coaching for quite some time and you had a a career in the military as well as a pti there and i said this off air you've got so much knowledge upstairs that we're going to have to get you back on again because half an hour is simply not enough but an opportunity to tell people where to find you um because you obviously got a a knack at this thing and also your best piece of advice well just i don't know if it is but it, it well, it's definitely one of them, but just what naturally comes to me from what you were saying is the, I think the most important thing is to realize the, the metaphor you were just giving of, of the car, you're not the car. You know, you have a body, you're not your body. You have money, you're not money. You have a career, you're not your career. You have a relationship, you're not your relationship. And what that means is that when someone says they're a burden, all you're doing is you're playing out a character. You know, that's the personality level. There's so much more to us than who we say we are. What's so much more important is what we are. And that's beyond the body, the mind, the heart, you know. And then we, we move into the spiritual plane of things, which, you know, so many people believe different things. But I mean, I'm going to say to you, at least if you're listening to this, that. You're definitely not all those things. That's all I'm going to say. You're not at the personality level because you get to choose what, like, who you're going to be in the words that you get to speak. So if you feel like you're a burden, then you might just be playing a character that you're tired of playing. <laughs> and um, that comes with, once again, like understanding that if you feel like a burden, maybe you feel like a victim. That's one of the, the common characters. Um, you feel exhausted from rescuing people. Well, you know, those characters are characters to keep you feeling safe and they've served a purpose. So I think that's one of the most important things is appreciate that character that you're playing. Like appreciate, find appreciation in the, in the shadows, in the, the darkest words and parts of yourself that you're, you're observing or listening to and you can even just start that conversation with yourself. You know, I've done that when I've, when I've realized this that I can appreciate even the what I think is the worst parts of me and all of a sudden I start to realize these lessons oh when I was really angry at this person because I felt like they disrespected me I can appreciate that because the lesson I was actually learning was that I wasn't showing other people respect I wasn't showing myself respect and that was what I was receiving 
back. So I can appreciate that if I if I never had those experiences that caused so much pain for me, then I wouldn't have been able to learn how to commit to myself, how to trust myself to actually or bring about the life that I have now, you know. Um, I wouldn't because trusting myself is the beginning of any purposeful action that I want to take, whether that be in my career, whether that be the significant person in my life I want to attract and, you know, whatever the, the dreams are that I want to bring into action, they all start with trusting myself and committing to myself. So um, that's another one, you know, I can't, I can appreciate everyone, but I can't respect everyone because that's their perspective. If they don't respect themselves, which is to admire the positive good traits in, in oneself, then I can't show them the amount of respect that I, I want to. I mean, I can, I can just... I can build trust and ask questions and, and make sure the person feels safe enough, but I've got to figure out out of 100% how committed are you to doing this because that's a reflection of how committed you are to yourself. So then I know like how much respect I can give you because we all have these different levels based on you know how much we're respecting and appreciating ourselves. It's an ongoing equation. Um, so it's realizing that, yeah, it's like realizing that you're not any of these things because we say, oh, I'm broken, you know? And that's like pretty much saying that I'm this machine that needs to be f- fixed. It's either broken or, it, or it's fixed. Um, it, and that's an example of how I'm actually speaking and acting as if I believe that I am my body or my career or, my, or, or money or, or relationship. You know, I used to believe that money equaled my, the amount of money that I received was the amount of love that I could feel. And it was fucking horrible. <laughs> and... That's why that one lesson that I give because you can you can literally have a look at all the different problems that I see people have and that conversation they have with themselves and others. It can really come back to realize, shit, I'm right in the middle of thinking I am actually the same as my money, body, career, relationships. Yeah, I'm the sum of my bank account. Hey? I'm the sum of my bank account. That's where a lot yeah. of people get caught up. And you talked about characters there. I think it's it's so true. Is we can literally reinvent the character we are every single day and and people uh you know get so caught up. You know, people might be fifty years old. Uh let's say they're they're a teacher, they've been a teacher their entire life at fifty years old. You've, you know, if we're if we've got an eight hour day and four hours into it, you realize you were doing the wrong thing. You're not going to continue to do it for the rest of the four hours. It's the same with our life. If at 60, 50 years old, you're like, oh, this isn't for me anymore. You can change. You can go back to uni. You can do an apprenticeship. You can do literally anything. But we get so caught up in saying no. Like I was, I was there. I was a carpenter. I had my own carpentry business, and I had been doing that since I left school at the age of 15. And I got to 20. It's only a small period of time, understandably, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be a carpenter anymore. And, and part of me was like, no, you're a carpenter. Just be a carpenter. Do what you do. You know what to do here. Just keep pushing. it." And I had to battle with that part of myself to be like, no, I'm reinventing who I am. And I think that's where a lot of our clients and your clients and society can get bogged up is like, you know, if, you're, if it's a video game, you can create and change your characters as much as you like, and that's the beauty of life. Um, Darren, before you take off, where can we find you website instagram and i think yeah darrenbruce.com.au is my website and um i'm on instagram uh as darren j bruce and darren bruce on on facebook very uh powerful instagram if you are on their team there's lots of great captions there 
the man speaks from the heart in everything he does. And I can't thank you for being on here today. I know it's a, a drive up from the Gold Coast to the Brisbane to be here. Um, with uh, You have to leave your, your wife and beautiful baby girl at home, but we really appreciate it. And I know our community will get a lot out of this. So thank you very much. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Episode 6 of the Human Connection Project podcast. As always, if this has stirred any emotions within you, we encourage you to reach out to Lifeline on 13 11 14. If you feel like this episode can help anyone in your life, please be sure to share it with them. Otherwise, stay tuned for another amazing episode next week. How good's living?